0: Hi and welcome to the Brand Aging Podcast with myself, Steve Halpern. If you're a new listener, you're so lucky to find this podcast which gives you the best scientific health information. The focus is on healthspan, longevity. Why? (laughs) Because I'm a baby boomer and it's personal. But that doesn't mean you can't use this information at any age. So what I do, people don't know me, is I spend a lot, a lot of time, which I hope you have time to do this, but I do it so. I watch as many, many science YouTubes that I can, read lots and lots of studies, and uh, get to consult almost on a daily basis with an integrated physician, Dr. Pony and to discuss some of the studies that I find. And I'm in correspondence with a lot of the anti-aging scientists, and uh, (laughs) I'm experimenting on myself and uh, family, well, patients I try not to (laughs) experiment on, (laughs) unless they want to be experimented on, so let's go through some of the, you know, some of the real goodies, Uh, there's a lot of confusion, just dietary confusion, oh, should I do a keto, I don't know, should I do, you know, a paleo, should i do you know uh whatever next one some so called genius thinks up that might be marketable diet here's the lowdown okay calories k a l o r e s calories and me money just telling people don't eat calories like calories <laughs> but if you tell them to eat this diet eat this diet eat this one eat this one now, i'll give you a special program that's going to be in this program and what they found basically uh, and this was again discovered by roger williams a brilliant brilliant nutrition scientist biochemist scientist who came up with the concept Biochemical individuality. Especially focused on nutrition. What gave him the right to do that? He discovered more vitamins than any other scientist. Very few people know about Roger Williams. And now we're rediscovering the idea. You know, when I was... Many, many, many moons ago, when I was 13 years old, and I was listening to Carlton Fredericks on the radio, I was actually wanted to listen to Gene Shepard, but... And a little transistor radio under the pillow since the TV was gonna go off and nothing on the TV. Obviously I'm a baby boomer, so I'm sure other baby boomers come on the stand. <clears throat> I heard Carlton Fredericks say, in his kind of fake English accent, <clears throat> What you know, good for one person is not good for another person. Well <laughs> guess what? That's same thing. Okay. We don't understand all the reasons for biochemical individuality. They're trying to do some gene tests that they run through artificial intelligence and maybe come up with the right diet for you personally, which can have many, many, many factors. Your gene switches, your microbiome, how the food's prepared. So how do we get around this? Well, got to work on the brain. <laughs> yes. Yes, got to work on the brain. Well, what does that have to do with weight loss or even fitness? Well, here's the bottom line. There are hormones in the brain that affect appetite. Okay. And some of the drugs, some of the so-called new weight loss drugs, you know, they're going to inject it. Uh, Oh, I saw a great, (laughs) really funny one the other day. There's a new weight loss drug. That you're going to inject, <coughs> and this is supposed to be the wonder, wonder drug. Well, it's repurposed from a diabetic drug, so that uh, that's basically what they did, and they're not sure exactly why and how and for, But people seem to lose weight on it. You know, you do a shot once a week. You can look. i mean, it's the next next one after the one they're using now. I I, I blanked out on them because. You know, I, I think for the majority of people, it just... You know, unless you're super desperate, uh, there's so much better ways to do this. But, <laughs> there's a funny part. <laughs> what were the side effects of his weight loss shot? Well, you know, you might have pancreatic issues. You might have this issues, These, and it went on a whole wonderful list. But the one that I really liked is... Uh, Comment, nausea. Oh, I said, that's a really good weight loss. <laughs> of course, <laughs> if you take a shot, then the side effect is going to make you frequently nauseous. <laughs> you're going to not eat and you're going to lose weight. <laughs> it doesn't matter, right? So anyway, let's get back to some of the science. So science has shown when they try and do these feeding diets, and of course it's not done in the mass population, so we don't really know. But, you know, basically, if it was carbohydrates, it was low carbohydrates. Some people lost weight. Low carbohydrates, high fat. Some people, low carbohydrates, high fat. Low carbohydrates is protein. Protein, carbohydrates. It didn't matter. Because when they calculated the total caloric intake, they're basically all the same. So it, it it goes back to when, you know, I first started practicing nutrition and, you know, I had people on protein drinks, okay, because if they were doing these instead of, you know, uh, uh, the sugary foods and the processed foods, they'd lost weight. They'd lost weight. So let's get back to the brain, okay. You know, there are hormones in the brain. We can get into a technical reason, okay, that have an appetite effect, Now, one of the things that I, mantras that I try and teach clients is, and something certainly many people grow up with, you know, eat! You better eat! You better eat! Okay. And then, you know, you'd have visions you saw of people in third world countries, you know, all shriveled up, or people in camps and whatnot, and see, it's gonna happen. You gotta eat! You gotta eat! Well, Yeah, okay, you're a growing child, you know, I'm sure it's important you get all those nutrients in, you know, if you eat the right food. But holding that in the head, I gotta eat, I gotta eat. Something terrible is gonna happen. Well, not necessarily. Yes, getting the nutrients in is important. Okay, getting high calories in, particularly, isn't important. Okay. You know, think about it a second think of this vision you have a fire and uh, you have a fireplace and you have logs and you put the logs in and that's nice you put a few logs in <clears throat> start with the you know tinder and whatever and the twigs and whatnot and put the logs in it burns nice and then you decide to put the heavy logs in which <laughs> you know in this analogy represents a lot of calories <clears throat> you kill the fire so think about that. Take an analogy. Take in lots of calories because you're driven by your, you know, brain hormones. Uh, let me see if I can remember. It was one of them is ghrelin, girl, and I forget the other one. But here's here's the key. I suggest to my clients eat slow. Number one, so you can enjoy the food, and think, stop and. Get centered in your body. Take a few breaths. Whatever's going on with you, you know, so you can get centered, not distracted, and listen to what your body's saying. And think about: it. Is it anxiety eating? Okay, you know, is it is it driven? You know, I better eat, otherwise something's going to happen to me. I am going to pass out. Well, maybe some people have it, but the majority of people are not. You know, there are people who. I fasted for a month, too. You know, they went on water fast and they did electrolytes and they were fine. In fact, it's even... this even going back to some work. A lot of so-called, you know, uh, weirdos were saying, you know, maybe you can go on a fast, a modified fast for cancer. Now, of course... You know, that's a very tricky thing because, you know, the body, you know, in cancer, the body is uh, uh, eating up cells. and People get cachexia and they get all sorts of uh, things. But if it's done right, the theory is you might be able to starve the cancer because cancer has a higher metabolic rate than normal cells. In fact, there's some research that even guided fasting might improve the efficacy of chemotherapy. Again, why it seems that uh, fasting increases uh, the intake of the poison chemo into the cancer cells. Okay. Now this is, a, I just got an interesting insight how mm-hmm. much smarter okay, um, canines are. And when a canine's got something going on, it doesn't i gotta eat no, it doesn't eat, and nothing terrible will happen. happen <laughs> in this country we have canine obesity, yeah because we, we we translate this into our pets uh they have to eat no sometimes sometimes, so let's get back to you know how you make changes you make changes one step at a time and you start to listen to your body and you try and not get confused with all these dietary like their basics you don't have to read 20 million books and 20 million videos and and you know clickbait things and, and tell you the magic one and on, and on and on and on here here it is whole food I've said it a zillion times in all these podcasts, you eat real food, unprocessed food. That's simple. And you pay attention. You know, I think a lot of the applications on the phone and, you know, I used have people trying to do it of keeping you a track, keeping track of what you eat. You will forget. You're lost in conversation. And blah, 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 blah eating all this stuff. Now, yes, it's possible that, you know, intermittent fasting is a benefit. There seem to be some good studies. Well, it's not that difficult. What do you do? You know, for the most part, when you can, don't eat late. Mmm. And wait the next day to eat. Don't jump up right away necessarily. Now, if you... (laughs) If you sleep longer, well, you have a longer fast. So that seems to work. But again, the problem is every time there's a dietary claim with a diet, you look on how many people it was done, and it was just on animals, and those are going isn't going to apply to me. But it needs to be personalized. And we really haven't. We're getting there, but we really don't have the technology yet to super personalize a diet. So you have to do it. Or we'll work with someone like myself who's gonna help you and guide you through the change of habits. So that's my little health coaching piece there. So let's get into like highlights of nutrients. Again, if you're a new listener, you don't have you can go back and look at listen to some of the others and where I go into more detail. And if you're my current listeners, terrific. And I'm going to put a little plug in. I usually do a CN. Please subscribe if you're new listening, and you like this because it brings up my algorithm and then more people listen. And then it gets me motivated to, you know, to move and make this a bigger, bigger project. So you just push the subscribe button. And then you're just going to notice when I do a, a new one. And if you're sharing it on your social media, That'd be really great. And if you have comments, things you want me to talk about, or things you like or don't like, uh, please let me know in the comments. That'd be very, very helpful. So let me get on to my, what I call my um, my top-of-my-list supplements right now. And uh, I really like, as I've told people before, I like nicotinamide mononucleotide. Okay. NNM, before the FDA, takes it off to market. That's why I carry it for some of my clients. I try and find the best product I possibly can at, uh, at the best price that they can get it. But NNM works in the majority of people. It stimulates important enzyme in the body that's involved in so many processes called NAD or NAD+. plus Nicotinamide, nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide. And the reports I'm getting from clients are just extraordinary. Okay, brain function increasing, memory, concentration, energy, and just feeling good. And yes, you can go on YouTube and you'll see lots of testimonials. You know, I was almost dead, and I took uh, well, my wife gave me NNM, and I woke up. Well, maybe. Okay, but people have different experiences with NNM. Some people it kicks in right away. Some people not. You got to adjust a dose. The other things you need to take. That's why I like to look at blood tests on people. There might be other supplements you need to take to enhance the action of the manufacturer. Now remember, it's the manufacturer and the recycling of NAD. And so, as I said before, I looked it up, and again, there's a compound called CS38, and it's a chemical compound that's involved in um, helping in the recycling of NAD, and you don't want high levels of this, and one of the things that seems to help is quercetin, quercetin is a wonderful compound, I was actually looking it up the other day for uh, canine cancers, I knew it did a lot of other things, I knew it was an antihistamine, I knew it was an anti-aging compound, uh, you know, it's a compound, uh, it, uh, it's a nutrition compound found in foods, you know, uh, citrus foods and onions and so on, but getting enough to get a therapeutic dose, uh, and it's very, very safe. problem is it's kind of poorly absorbed, so I'll let you know I'm using now a new nano, a, a nano liquefied micro-patented quercetin that seems to really do it. And it's good for allergy season, you know, it's a great antihistamine, works really well and it seems to support NAD. So we got quercetin and moving on to the anti-aging stuff, I like fisetin, you can look up fisetin, fisetin is an interesting compound, seems to help clean up zombie cells, yes, zombie cells, You you don't want zombies walking around your body, you want to get rid of those zombie cells. Now, another interesting issue. Uh, let me let me go back in <laughs> my ADD conversation here about diet. And there seems to be such confusion. Well, should I eat high fat? Should I eat eggs? No, eggs have been shown to be beneficial. Okay, uh, milk. Uh, you eat milk. It's really great. It's going to help prevent cataracts and all this stuff. Then you see another study. Oh no no, the lactose in it might actually cause a cataract. Study, 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 studies. Okay. Uh, How many people are the studies done on? How did they evaluate the studies? Was it long term? Did they have comorbid... Did they have comorbid conditions? We don't know. Okay. So let me go back to the focus. You know, because the diet stuff drives me crazy with people trying to figure it out. And I say, no, it's a journey. Getting into a good diet is a journey. It's a learning process. You know, it's not an overnight. That's the problem when people just okay, they get really excited, like their gym membership, you know. They're really excited and do it. And then, uh, they well no, I don't think so today. So we don't want to do that. So my quercetin, my NNM, uh, AKG, alpha ketoglutaric acid has shown interesting anti-aging uh, and muscle building. Uh, glycine, really, really important. I start my morning with some glycine. <clears throat> <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I use some glycine powder and some taurine and some citrulline. Mix it up in my fruit smoothie. Very very important. Um, what's nice is People on a the budget. They're very inexpensive. The glycine and the taurine dose it depends on the person. I mean, they're very they're amino acids, so they're very very safe. You could probably and this is I, uh, I put uh, you know the thing in there. Well, this is not medical advice. You can use a couple thousand milligrams and see what happens. I use, like, maybe two grams of taurine and uh, maybe two grams of citrulline, and they're fine. So we move on to those. Those are really beneficial and uh, just so much, so much. It, it's such an exciting time. You know, I am using uh, many of my lessons probably. Also, I'm using AI, and it's good. Sometimes it gives me wrong information, but it enables me to really probe and think about different you know studies. Help me analyze the studies, so you know they're not just mumbo jumbo, and uh, they really mean something. You know that's going to help make a difference for people, and not just the companies manufacturing them. So we come to the end of this podcast. I thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe. If you have suggestions, if you have questions. I think the subscribing is going to be really good because in, in the future I'm going to do a live podcast, interactive, where you can ask questions and, you know, and we can have some fun with that. So in order to know when and where, that's really important because if you subscribe, you'll get notification of the live podcast. So again, thank you so much for listening. Stay healthy and well.